Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And on this episode of Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments, we did a series of interviews on Thought Leader Life with Ronan Lennon. And with Ronan, we focused on the concept of masterminds and what they are and how they work and some really phenomenal guests in that series. And today's episode is with Corey Warfield. And Corey, it's He's a phenomenal storyteller. And to listen to him, you could say from rags to riches, and then you define, uh, was he actually at rags? Did he actually hit riches? And and he's just fun to listen to. Uh, he's done some amazing things in his life, and what he's doing now is spectacular. you got to listen. If you if you like the episode, please like, what, like it. <laughs> um, click on the uh, share button and uh, subscribe to our channel. Thanks so much. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to episode 155 of Thought Leader Life, where I have a month with Ronan Lennon, and we're talking about, I almost got that name right, Ronan Leonard, Leonard, there we go, and and we're talking about masterminding from a number of different perspectives, and Ronan, thanks for Thanks for this being your focus and for bringing on some super high quality guests to uh, to talk about it. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Mitchell. Well, they do say your your network is your net worth, and there's no greater networker that I know at the moment than Corey Warfield. So great to have him here and 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 get his insights into again the mastermind perspective and and his deep understanding of of several of the ideas that we're going to discuss today. Corey, you're you're a pretty cool chap. I enjoyed our pre-interview conversation. Love who you are and what you do. And uh, for those, uh, there's two things. Let, let's start off with, before we even say who you are, we'll do that second. Why don't you just say, what does masterminding mean to you? Just this open-ended question. And then if you wanted to sli- uh, slip in who you were, if not, we'll ask you about it afterwards. Sure. Well, I guess... You know, to me, mastermind really is almost a, a mindset, and I can more so talk about what it's not, and that's one person standing at, at the front of the class or kind of telling people what they should care about. I think there there's so many options for people to really come into their own selves anymore, and I think masterminding is really about finding people that are very like-minded and then letting that group kind of find the people that have been there and, and taken it to a next level. And then kind of understanding that you can go down different, you know, different, not rabbit holes, but in different directions to get closer and closer to groups that can truly lift you to those next levels. And then, you know, what you do from those levels is you help others come up with you while you seek to find that next group of those that are like-minded. And then you find the next person that's reached the next level. And it really is just this growth mechanism where you can do it with, you know, the, the people change. You're not going to have the same people in all the same classrooms or in all the same masterminds or in, you know, in your life for more than a season or a chapter sometimes, but everyone's growing. And I think, you know, people tend to 
see each other in a mastermind group for some time then see each other down the road whether it's in another mastermind or you know they, they found two different roles in the same company but i really do think it's really just kind of a, a way to think about growth uh not from the perspective of it's you in a sea of information or it's you being told what to think but really you know leveraging leveraging your network and, and your community and the available tools which have gotten to be so significant with the internet and social media and I mean, it's at this point, there's almost not, there's no excuse not to be doing some type of masterminding, right? And once you find people with whom that concept and that, that term resonates with, you're already halfway there. It's kind of been my experience. So uh, I do have a way uh, of running, running a little bit long on words, but that's kind of my, 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 it's, it's my one cent, but in five cents worth of uh, length. Dude, nobody would ever notice. So, but given, (laughs) given that definition of, of that and it's it's chock full of aha messages. So that's wh- when I listen. That's what I'm listening for. Tell me, who is Corey Orfield? What is what are you about? Yeah, so I'm kind of you know I, I come into a lot of what I do now with zero expertise. So I, I waited at tables and worked in restaurants 20 years. So I don't know how to sell a thing. My 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 sales cycle was walking up to a table of people who are hungry, decided that's the kind of food they wanted to do the price point and didn't have a, a an option about who their waiter was. I was there and, you know, here, here I am. And literally my sales cycle was, what do you want to eat and how should we cook it for you? That was it. Do you have any allergies? And so I don't know how to sell, but somehow, you know, I started and grew a, a SaaS company. We're a B2B company called Shedwell and we help companies manage their employees online. And we're growing pretty quickly at the moment. And the way kind of our aha moment for me as a leader was I realized that as much as I thought I was terrible at sales, it was on my shoulders to go sell. And I kind of had a couple of people that have had some multi-billion dollar exits that kind of have come into my world and said, Corey, what the heck are you doing? Like, why would you have a sales team when, when you're only doing a thousand dollars in monthly revenue, go out there and 10 X that on your own. And, you know, just these kind of, so boom, I just had to jump into the, into the sales position or leadership as well. I, I, I ran some restaurant corporations, you know, at kind of that, that corporate level for some time. And, that was leadership to an extent, but again, people would, would and this will show my age, people would fax the PL reports and, you know, I would check and, and see the labor percentages and, and kind of see, you know, who needed to order more wine. And that was my job, right? It wasn't real, real leadership. I wasn't inspiring anybody. And so after 20 years of no business acumen, really no, you know, I was able to make six figures, but that was it. Like no, no real wins professionally. I started a company and I had to learn a lot and I had to learn it fast. And that kind of, is where the mastermind methodology and framework helped me go in, in, in three years to being a guy that, you know, waited his last table at a steakhouse to someone that now serves on 20, 20 boards, whether they be advisory or board of directors. And, and now we've raised some fair amounts of money for some companies and some are making a lot and some are going to sell for amounts that I actually didn't, didn't think used to be real numbers, uh, period. So it's, it's been fun. And, and it, it's been because of my network and kind of being able to be a chameleon and, go through some accelerator programs and learn how to speak publicly and speak to people that, that make books that help people have epiphanies, you know, not to, not to distill it down to the, to a, to a four letter word, but aha, you know, and so both of you on the call have, have helped me along my journey. And, you know, now my, my approaching 50,000 person network on LinkedIn, they teach me all the time. And I think a lot of them don't realize that we are networking to the extent that we're masterminding. And I think once you kind of put the title on it, and especially, it sounds silly, it took me so long to figure this out, but once you find people that are willing to spend a little bit of money on it, right? Like it's, 
when, when you're a certain age, you're supposed to go and you learn and it costs money. And when you find adults that are kind of willing to invest in themselves as well, things start to really click. And once you, once you be, become very savvy as to your, your, your time is money as well, and, and you have limited or not so limited resources, but th things are finite. And once you decide to put time and money into something to, to get to the next level and you're surrounding your people that, yourself with people that either are doing the same thing or they've done that. You know, nobody that I know with high net worths with really fun cars at this point uh, didn't invest time and money in themselves and their development and their growth. And, you know, it's, it's slightly unfair. And, and, and one of my ventures is seeking to change this, but it's, it's almost unfair yet that once you have money, because you've invested money in yourself, then you have more money to invest more into yourself. And then you've got more time because, I mean, it's, it's this cycle, right? At a certain point, you, you can afford all the time and money to get to the next level very easily. And then it becomes like having a cheat code in a video game. But that's been my experience so far. And it's really, you know, Mastermind is a great, I don't know of a better, just one, one word, you know, catch all title than, than from my experience than Mastermind. So uh, again, um, feel, feel free to get an so, air horn. And uh, <laughs> so Ronan, you got it, man. You, you got the, what is, but, but I, I heard you say a four letter word or an epiphany and aha is three letters. So I just thought I'd mention it. So Ronan, I'm going to set you up for you ask the next question, but I thought I mentioned, I got, so just so you could see it. I got a trademark for aha that yeah. and this week I ended up getting a trademark for aha book. So I just thought I'd mention a, cool. a book. So anyhow, okay. um, so it's not a four letter word unless, you know, you're unhappy with your ability to communicate effectively. Um, but I like the vulnerability that you have in how you present and who you are in this humble component of what you've been able to do. And it's phenomenal. Ronan, do you want to take it in the direction you wanted to cover? Yeah, Corey, I, I want to sort of talk about, to me, learning doesn't happen until something changes or shifts. And, and you've gone through, I would say, a, a massive shift from, you know, three, four years ago. Um, would you agree that, that, that uh, on that statement and, and what was just the one biggest impact for you along your journey that shifted you from working in uh, a restaurant to becoming this uh, global entrepreneur that really is a, is a, is a super connector. Yeah, I, I think for me, and it, it, it may sound somewhat cliche, and then we'll get back to the, to the, to the fact that the AHA is aha, although it's a, it's, it's a great play on words for, for the, you know, to represent the four letter word of A-H-A-A. But no, I, I stand corrected, Mitch. I just wanted to give you a hard time. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, I, I, I just, I just well, thought I'd mention it. There's, no, no, I'm glad you, you know, did. You're, and, and some people say potato, some people say potato, so it's really not a problem. <laughs> yeah, and some people fry them and, and eat them with ketchup. Uh, and you're up in Canada, they put, they put mayonnaise on them as well, if I recall correctly. Yikes. Uh, but no, but, but it's, it's funny that yeah, I say that to say this. For me, I think it was, was actually just the clarity of, of humility and understanding that humility can be a, a best practice for business because. Once you become humble, you realize you don't know it all. And that's when you start to find people that do. Maybe not know it all, but know what you need to know. And, and then once, I think the humility just keeps going deeper and deeper to get you higher and higher because the more that you're willing to admit, like, wait, I suck at sales. Why don't I get a sales coach? Okay. And, it, and you go and you hire a sales coach and you vet him or her first. And in, in my case, her. But you find something, they teach you how to sell. And then you go out and it's like, wow, this is fun. <laughs> and I, you would have never known how to do it. And 
the one-on-one thing is great, but the group thing is even better. It's like, there are people that are, well, you know, I've tried this and this and it didn't work. And that's when the magic really happens is when you can learn in a group setting and have that hive mind and have people kind of collectively say, you know, this and this might work. This and this definitely doesn't try it if you want to, <laughs> you know, and at a certain point, once you, once you can, can hear that sincerity, you're like, no, this person's really been there. I'm, I, I don't want to do that you can really learn from each other's mistakes. And, and that I think is what the moment of clarity for me was, was just being humble enough to know that I needed to seek people out that could help me. Because I think so many people just either, you know, decide to go to college again, or, or just go on YouTube and look at, at videos. And I don't know how they pick, you know, what videos they are going to watch and who they deem as an expert. But I think really getting yourself where there, there is that social proof and, and that collective consciousness. And then when you put yourself in those situations, it's also, someone that's actually at the next level because so many times I've seen and I've, I've now learned to successfully get out of the situations where it is the blind leading the blind. If it's 20 people that want to learn how to sell or sell or sell, uh, you know, that's, it's going to be really difficult to necessarily, you know, get there. You, you might be able to all talk about what doesn't work, but until someone comes and says, let me show you what does work and let me show you how I do it. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and then people can try it and, and fine tune it and, I think it really is just that I guess collective consciousness would be a good way to frame what I'm trying to ramble about. But it, 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 you could actually sell while you're sailing, but you could also sell while you're golfing. But I, I was still kind of curious about, I like the context versus content thought that you were sort of bringing up Ronan. And that is it's learning from others, but learning within the context in which they're presenting. What, what is that? Corey, what does that mean? How does that work? Well, I think on a simple level, it goes back to the selling while sailing, right? Like if you're on a sailboat with somebody and you know that they're trying to get you to buy into a certain investment, or you know that they want you as a client, it's a lot different than getting out in the middle of the lake or in the middle of the sea and having someone start pitching you. And and I think through that context as well, if you're if you're learning from someone and you might even be paying them and it turns out they're trying to sell you on their next course and their next course, that might be a much different agenda. Or you know, and it's, I think you just need to know that you can go into that. There, there are people that, that put all their fancy cars in a garage on YouTube and people pay them a lot of money to, to find out how they did that. And it turns out at the yeah, end of the pro. I, I to tell you that, that sort of, that sort of sales process never excited me. I just, I, I kind of shy away from people who say, here's what I have and you can have it too. I, I just, I run, I, I know there's a group of, I know there's a world that goes after that. Uh, Ronan, is, what, what do you think about that as an approach? Yeah, it's incredibly inauthentic. Uh, having, when I worked in, in casinos, I saw a lot of people sort of gamble with more money than some people earn in a year and, and not blink an eyelid. So I was a studier of the human psyche. So you see all sorts. But yeah, to say, hey, look, I earn this much, there's YouTube videos, look, hey, I earn this much, you can too, is, is BS. I mean, Corey, you've come up with a completely different way you've 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 really sort of flipped that on its head and and you've become this this giver first um with the expectation and and knowing full well that you are such a good giver that it comes back onto you and and as a result i just want to touch on return on intellect it's it's one of the sort of things that really sort of resonated with you did you feel that in your you know your first 20 years did you ever sort of look at yourself and say um there's potential for more. There's a shift there. And, and am I getting my best return on intellect? 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm that guy where in the 90s in high school, my dad was a high school teacher at a different school. I was in advanced place courses. I had a, an A rating. I went to a college on a full academic scholarship. And then there was just this huge disconnect. I didn't like college. It, 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 was, it was bad for me at that time. I, some things happened in my family. I literally went crazy. And this is 20 some years, 25 years ago. Um, and I ended up being homeless for a year, uh, living on the streets, getting, you know, beat up and getting in trouble and all these things. And, you know, asking for, for change on the streets and, and not eating for days. And I was. So I think it's a really different and unique perspective, right, to have seen literal rock bottom. And what I can tell you is I had just stopped learning. And for years, I stopped learning. And, and it really took me to where I wanted to get out of rock bottom. And I started learning about food and wine and started working my way up into restaurants and making enough money to help you know, my parents with their, uh, they were separated, but my mom with her mortgage and my, you know, like all these things that I never thought I'd be able to, to accomplish as a young homeless person. And I, I do think that that was the catalyst of like, wait, if I just learn about wine and become a sommelier, I can, I can get an $80,000 a year salary. Like it literally just seemed, and every year it was just learn, learn this or that. And the opportunities kept presenting themselves. And I, I think what I was able to do is understand that these opportunities don't just present themselves to everybody. And you seize them when you can. And I think that working my way up all those years and, and kind of then just, just having a, some stability. I've now been with my wife 10 years. We've been in our house for 10 years. I've, you know, we've had, had our, our, big, our biggest dog for 10 years. Like the stability I think was great after having kind of lived a life of such instability. But I think the giver mentality for me is just, you know, people talk about karma, people talk about energies and frequencies and all these different, you know, you can talk about different, different ideologies for days. But at the end of the day, as you mature, you start to do what works. And for me, I was finding that the people that were giving to me freely were the ones that seemed to be getting more and more and more. And then when I inadvertently or accidentally was, was giving as well, I would always get and when I worked in a restaurant, one of the it, it's so bizarre, there was a homeless guy. And you know, again, I hadn't been homeless in almost a decade. I'd, I'd see him and I'd, I'd, I'd just show him, show him some respect. And, and when I could, I'd give him some money. And a few times I gave him fair amounts of money, you know, $20, $50, like not so much for me at the time, but a lot for him. And uh, it was the strangest thing. Those days when I would just give it to, you know, give him a little bit more than maybe I would have other times, I'd go into work and I would literally, I kid you not, somewhere I have physical evidence of this, I would get like $10,000 extra. <laughs> Apologies to your listeners. My, my dogs have, uh, have some some pretty big mouths sometimes. Not uh, not but, a problem. <laughs> but but it was the most bizarre thing ever, and and it happened often. And and then it, maybe at that point they were tipping more like the thousand dollars. It was a group of guys, and they would come in whenever I saw this homeless guy, and clearly you know. But then there was one time I saw him on the street, and his eye was just yellow and crusty, and he had medicine, and he didn't know how to put it in, and I don't know how he got the medicine. But I put these drops in his eye and he was just filthy and dirty. You know, he'd slept on the streets where, and that day I went in and I got the biggest tip I've ever gotten. And they ended up taking me to the Bulls game. You know, they, they took me out of the restaurant early, took me to the Bulls game in, in the, one of the Skybox suites, then took me to Las Vegas on a private jet. Like, quite literally, we stayed at the wind back when there was one tower. Like, I mean, it's, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard, but it was every time that I did this for the, so it, it kind of, it was a no brainer. Like, Oh, just be nice to people and go out of your way. And, you know, not to say every time I've done little things or, or, or big things, whatever they might be to people that, that it always comes back right away. But what I did realize at a certain point is 
it was always without expectation. I never, it's not like I go back and give him a hundred dollars to see if I can get an even bigger tip. It was always just random. But at a certain point I realized I'm like, wait, every time, you know, these guys happen to come in um, and candidly, just so that your listeners don't think that this is normal. Turns out I did not know this. Um, those regulars of mine ended up getting in humongous trouble for embezzling a hundred million dollars. One killed himself <laughs> and one's, one's in federal prison. So you don't just get, you know, $10,000 tips. <laughs> you know, they don't, they, they don't fall out of the sky like medicinal eye drops for uh, for a guy named Troy on Lake and and, and Clark, but uh, it was it was I mean out of a buck right I mean it literally it, there are people that don't believe the story right now that are listening to it but so for me it kind of just became that apparent and in business as well the mentors and my accelerators that had sold their companies for hundreds of million dollars were back helping me out for free and it's just kind of like oh. And then those are the people that win the lottery and, you know, they never win the tens of millions. So thank God that, that goes, but they, they hit the hundred thousand dollar lottery ticket. Like that's amazing, right? Like it's, it's just so evident to me. And so it's been proven to me so many times and it's always when you're not looking for it, but life does have a way of reminding you. And a friend of mine and myself are doing a webinar tomorrow on how to grow LinkedIn because my following just keeps growing. Like I, I don't know where these people come from and I love them all. Um, but, but he keeps saying success leaves clues. And I love that as well, kind of through the return on in intellect, uh, you know, framework or some of the things that we talk about. Well, that was, that was, where do you go from here, Ronan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck at the embezzling, but let's let that one go. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, let's touch on Corey's mentor, you, because one of the things uh, I think your eternal intellect is, is you now paying some of that forward um, in your I show, short entrepreneurial career, um, because it is, you know, for most people, it's quite short, just the three years. You're already giving back. You're not saying, let's wait until I retire or let's wait until I exit and, and then sort of give back. You're giving back already. And we talked about um, Flip Classroom before we came on board about context to content, which you've already talked about. So I want to know a little bit more about your, your mentor, you, and, and, and how you want to inspire and help and teach people. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I love talking about it because to me, it's so exciting, but it, it ties directly and correlates exactly to what we were just talking about. The more that we keep digging into this mentor, you thing, the more monetization channels just keep presenting themselves. And it's now, you know, this will be, Shedwell's position to have a really nice, I mean, we're already talking about acquisition target, but we'll sell for, for a, a good number. Um, this will be mentor. You has the potential to be by far the biggest thing I'll ever be part of. And it's because he's, he's just presenting themselves, but it truly, my co-founder Caroline Fernandez and I literally just wanted to help more people. And at that point we, we were each helping about a dozen people, just kind of giving them pro bono consulting and, and literally giving them 60 minute sessions with objectives. And she's an executive coach and she's been certified by, Marshall Goldsmith and Ariana Huffington. And I mean, she's just amazing. And, and little old me as well, but, but I, I've got this business mind now, at least for startups and bootstrapping and, and early stage fundraising. So I was helping a number of people. She was helping a number of people. We, we knew that about each other. We got on a call and we kind of were like, how can we help more people? And it just so happened we both had a call within the last few days with different people that were not, that we were the wrong person for him. I had a guy that wanted to know about manufacturing and you know, flash forward a year later, now I actually know a fair amount about manufacturing and have a company that's manufacturing goods. But back then I was the wrong guy. 
and I literally, he was so excited to talk to me and get this pro bono session. And everyone told him, you know, Corey helped him with this, that, and the third, I got on the phone. I'm like, I, I got nothing. I don't even know who to interview you to, but if I would have known this ahead of time, I could have saved us both an hour of our life. And I could have maybe spent 30 minutes, looked at my network, found someone that would have been perfect for you. I get a half hour of back of my life. And now you've got a session with someone that knows what the hell they're talking about when it comes to, you know, I think he was looking to do drop ship, if I recall correctly. Uh, but Caroline had had someone as well. They, they were so excited to get a session with her. And uh, it turns out that they just want, they wanted to know how to get a job. And that's not what she does. She works with people that are used to making high six figures and, you know, helps them either, you know, move vertically or, or help with new challenges. And, and she's a mindset, you know, coach. And so we kind of just thought that it was a shame that, that we, we, we wasted these people's times in our own. We thought, wouldn't it be great if you had a platform that could help automate some of that? And now we've, we've got a platform and we've got an algorithm and we're working. We've, we've had several hundred people that come through the platform. But as, as I think, you know, we, we video capture most of the sessions and we then repurpose those as video and the video content is gold. And we're building a video library that will be much like YouTube with a, a subscription model like Spotify and most is available for free. We can monetize with ads. We have premium uh, content. But then we're putting together an online accelerator program where we have three tiers to help people build companies. We leverage this content for that. And we're putting together a marketplace where coaches and consultants and authors and, you know, you, you can sell anything you want from your profile. And now we're very fortunate. We have three, three of the multi-million or million plus, I should say, follower influencers that will all come put profiles on our social components. So you tie in kind of the marketplace with the content, with people wanting to help other people and then the accelerator model to help people grow companies. And it's just, it's already evolving into this beautiful thing. And I'm just so excited about, um, Ronan, you haven't seen the, the platform that, that we now have. It's, it's algorithm based and it's based on machine learning and neuroscience, but it's the most perfect way to connect anyone in the planet to the right mentor or mastermind. And, and from there, you know, masterminds are, are typically not free. However, you can work with the person that leads it and if, if it resonates and, you know, if you can't afford it, we actually have a philanthropic arm that we're putting together as well as a venture arm for some of the companies that come through the accelerator. But that model is tier two takes 2%, tier three takes tier uh, 3% of the company. So we graduate companies with the 5% ownership. So we're building a portfolio of ownership. Uh, you know, we're, we're making those early stage investments. We, we are taking some transactional revenue from the marketplace. And then we're monetizing the video content to help more people with it. So that's what it's turned into out of a, how can we help more people completely for free? I mean, we didn't want this thing to make a penny when we had the idea. We, 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 we didn't have the foresight. We were, we're not business people. We just love to help people. But it is turning into this thing that's much bigger than what we had set out to, to start initially. Uh, Mitchell, it's probably the first time you're hearing this. What, uh, what sort of aha moments are you getting out of that? Oh, you know, it, you're just rein, uh, of course, just reinforcing the appropriate messaging, right? The messaging as it, it goes down to sort of a con, a conversation focused on servant leadership. If you serve others first, things will happen in this particular case. What, and, and, and let me add one more thing here. Cause I, this makes sense for, for masterminding in your book. What often happens is when a present is right in front of us, we often don't see it, right? So if you're waiting at table and you're nice to somebody and they give you a tip, you're waiting for that. Now, if they give you a tip that says, hey, why don't you jump on a plane with me and go to Vegas? That's a normal tip. Many people would say no, right? Because they're like, well, what's the thing? When 
you're helping somebody and you decide you see somebody else that you want to help. And all of a sudden you start talking and an opportunity for a business pops up and you still keep the same notions. And then as time goes by, more presents keep coming your way. And as long as you're seeing that at one point in time, you go, wait a second, I can make money here too. I can help others and make money. So what Ronan, I think, I think in terms of the context of any mastermind, uh, in terms of the, the context versus content, in terms of the inverted classroom, in terms of all of these concepts, the thing is the more people you could talk with about topics which are both relevant for you and relevant for them, where you could see their passion, see what they do. And if you decide you like somebody, which by the way, is not hard if you're authentic and vulnerable and do all the things that, that generate trust, right? You show integrity, authenticity, vulnerability. If you decide that you like somebody, then all of a sudden these opportunities pop up, whether it's today or tomorrow, right? I mean, you and I, Corey, initially were like, man, there's nothing today, but I like you. Let's play tomorrow, right? And we were clear to say that up front, you know? And I think, Ronan, what it comes down to is your, what Corey does is just reinforces the values of the type of person who I personally want to work with, but let's make it bigger. It's the values of the type of people who will be more successful tomorrow than maybe existed in the industrial age. Hmm. I'd like to touch on that as well. I'd like to say that it's not what you know that makes you valuable. It's what you either give or what you teach. And and I think without even really knowing it, Corey's um, biggest value proposition is himself. The, the knowledge is almost sort of catching up to, to, to his personality and his giving nature. And, and the revenue is catching up as well. But you haven't started from that triangle almost. You've, you've, you've pretty much inverted it and gone the other way around. I'm, I'm, using, my, I'm using my genuine um, spirit of, of giving and that harmony. And all these things are flowing because of that, that, that specific trait that you have. I'll I'll claim that because even with Shedwell, we launched as the first free scheduling platform in the world and I didn't want to charge for it. I wanted to help companies manage all their employees online completely for free because there are other ways to monetize it. We're 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 launching our our uh, our staffing component very soon where you'll be able to get a, a part-time or a, or a, or a shift worker as a temporary worker whatever it is and we have ways to monetize the sales process through this platform and our time and attendance, the, just the connection of these payroll companies and POS, we monetize those quite well. So I wanted to launch completely for free and it turned out we had to charge and now we're, we're making a fair amount of money charging even for what I wanted to give away for free. I couldn't give it away for free. It's kind of a, a free business tip for anybody is free doesn't sell, <laughs> you know, and go figure nobody wanted to invest any money until I started charging. And then, you know, it's now we've been able to be quite selective with what capital we bring in and, and, and now we don't really need to, to bring in much more. So it's, it's really been a, a changing paradigm, but I think even through what you're saying, it's like my company, I wanted to just give and, and claim that, although I don't think it's ever been, intentional or I don't know that I would have in in those heats of the moment said oh yeah I'm trying to give anything even when I've helped people on LinkedIn I think I've always known that you know good comes from that and these connections especially some of the some of the more recent ones that I've been able to leverage um you know it's come from inadvertent networking and you know you talk to this guy nine months ago and he had a good experience and so he introduces you to a friend and you know a couple months later the two of you talk and he knows somebody that runs a company and next thing you know you're, you're talking about multi-million dollar you know 
transactions to be candid it's pretty bizarre you're almost running your own little mini masterminds where you uh, you come together it's little sort of groups and and as you said you know it might be just a half hour call that goes away that resonates and something comes of it and, and the true definition of the, the mastermind from napoleon hill's book is when um, two or more minds come together they create this third supermind so it's, it's ideas you know most of your things have come from ideas it's that type of collaboration rather than you sing in isolation thinking i can figure all this all out myself i i just had an aha moment so ronan thank you um it's interesting what and this is part of networking this is part of interacting with people this is part of being successful in today's world so in the old days in the napoleon hill dale carnegie days like how you networked is you'd invite friends to breakfast or lunch and you'd get to know them over the dinner table or, or breakfast table, right? Yeah. What's fascinating, if I do a half hour mastermind to get to know Corey to decide whether or not we want to bring him on as a guest to the show, what I've done before we interacted is I now have access to the internet and all the stuff that Corey wants to present on the internet. I have my give, what I'll say, is I've spent the time to research Corey so that when we have a conversation, we're really talking about the person of who you are with the context of, I already seen who, how you present yourself. How can we potentially play together? And we start that mastermind session. We start that half hour that we spend together, like Odie running, because we've already looked at each other before we started. And that Ronan is really fascinating because there are so many people, I, I run into people who, who want help and want support, but they haven't done the research beforehand. Like if, I, if I've already done a webinar that's free or even paid for it, that focus on a particular topic and the person's calling you about the topic, it, it, for me to remind them, oh, you should go here and watch this, <laughs> right? They, it's, just, it's just kind of interesting. I, we, for, for the mentor you Corey, we got to kind of, I think part of it is we got to kind of remind people to use time valuable. And, and it doesn't mean, and so to me, what that means is you, you're meeting with somebody, you could, even if you did five or 10 minutes of research ahead of time, you could get so much further along and have such a more robust conversation. And, and I think that concept, Ronan, you claimed a mini mastermind. So if you could approach every half hour conversation as a mini mastermind, then how do you prepare for the mastermind? That, anyway, that was my, I, I got I to gotta play with that more. Corey, what does that mean to you? I, 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 I'm still, I want to put that in context, but there's something about that that I want to really focus on. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take things a, a level deeper for, for a moment. You and I probably spoke four months ago, and I'm pretty good with time, so it's probably fairly accurate, maybe three and a half months ago. And one of the first things that you said to me is, you've probably seen my TED Talk. And it was very confident the way that you said that. And I, I believe that it's very intentional. I believe that there are people that you assume have not seen your TED Talk that you still say, I'm sure you've seen my TED Talk too. And I believe that that's strategic. And I believe that's psych psychological. And I think it's great. Now, I'm the type where I do diligence before virtually anybody. Now, sometimes it is just five minutes to Google their name and, and see if we're connected on LinkedIn and, and check the email thread. But there are times where 
if it's someone that, especially anymore now that I do more and more business, if it's someone that I might be able to introduce to one of my ventures that can, you know, ultimately make me money that I can, you know, help people with or whatever it is, I, I, I find that to be my responsibility. So I live on my Google calendar and I take an hour or two in the morning and I see who I'm going to speak to that day. And so I had seen your TED talk and candidly I'm live, but I'll admit this. I, I, I fast forwarded through some of it, although it was amazing, but I didn't have, it wasn't a short TED talk. And it, you know, it's, it, you hit me at like the busiest time in my life when I was working 20 hours, but, but I, I saw some of it. I liked it and it resonated with me. And so we got on the call and I knew a bit about you and I talk a lot about this. I literally, it's a bit altruistic and I don't know how I feel about it, but I went live on LinkedIn right before this call. And my birthday was the other day. I went live on, uh, on LinkedIn for my birthday and I was on the field of soldier field. And if you're in Chicago and if you're a Bears fan, you're right there in the end zone and, and you're right there where the, all the action happens. And most people never get on that field in their life. And it was my birthday and I was on LinkedIn live and I went. And to my surprise, about 10 minutes after that, and, and people, if they want to follow me on LinkedIn, they can go they scroll a couple of days back. You'll see the video. Um, but just, just 10 minutes or so later, the thing had, I think 10,000 views and 400 people had, had reacted with it now. You know, it's not just like anymore on there. Um, but, but I say that to say this. I go live on LinkedIn and, and I do videos on there so that people have an opportunity to get to know me. I'm now known for doing these 30-second videos. I, I call them hashtag value 30. I've done about 30 of them. I've had about 30 other people do them now as well, uh, completely unsolicited. They just wanted to do them. And uh, my 30 have been viewed about 5 million times, shared about 2,500 times, um, and, and had about 100,000 reactions to them because people love these short videos. And that's all it takes. You go to my profile, you'll see something recent. 30 seconds is all it takes for you to look in my eyes, hear my tone of voice and my sincerity, and candidly get to know if you want to do business with me or if you like me. And some people might not. Some people might not like my intensity. Some people might not like my vibe. And if so, no. something you said earlier, Red, no. well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe, yeah. um, but no, it's, it's true that I've got my share of haters and, and it's great. I'd rather them not enter my life. I'd, I'd rather get to that no before we ever spend, Mitchell, to your point, that time. Let's get to a no. If we're, oh, we not yeah. Do I, <laughs> you're so right. I love yeses, my favorite. I absolutely love noes so much better than maybes. Oh yeah. And I, I, I spent a couple of years trying to raise money. So that resonates more than anything. I mean, it's just say no, just yeah, let me, especially now it's, I, I've got a couple of questions that people say they want to put money in it. What do you expect my revenue to be? What, what, what do you, what, what, what return are you looking to get? And right there, that'll, that's basically, I now know my numbers to know that that's all you really need to know. You care about what revenue is. You know, you want to care what I'm going to exit at. You probably want to know how we're going to do it. And, and now it's up to you if you want to come in or not, because our valuation, although it's a lot more than it was a few months ago, yeah, it's still invest worthy. And so, you know, but it's one of those things like we can have these conversations in 30 seconds now. And some of these used to be an hour long and people want to tell you about their Tesla and how it starts. And then they want to tell you about their hot girlfriend. It's like, I don't know you and you're not going to invest in me. <laughs> Why don't I just tell you I'm doing a thousand a monthly revenue and, and, and I don't think I'll ever sell a damn thing. And you tell me you don't want to invest. And now you go enjoy your Tesla and your 20 year old girlfriend. And I'm going to go talk to someone that loves that we're looking to disrupt the shift, the shift work space, you know? Um, and yeah, I think it really does. We get older, we start to really value our time. And then through that lens, we start to do these masterminds because what if you can spend half an hour a couple times in your life with a group of people and help you go get a better job or make more money at your job or close more deal flow and make more commission it's a no brainer. And then there, are, there are other people that are spending, you know, three, four hours a week for seven months and, and community college trying to learn how to, how to do something that they probably could have learned in an hour and a half to be candid. And so 
I think it really does all come back to time optimization. You know, um, I love what you Corey, said. I, I also think it's, it's the ability to know when to purchase knowledge. You, you both sort of touched on this. We've touched on um, finding someone on YouTube that says, hey, look at my, my fancy car and my yacht. You two can have this versus weeding those out. And I think it sounds like you've got much better at finding the right people to pay the knowledge. You talked about interviewing your coaches, all those sorts of things. And, and I suppose that still ties into to, to mentor you and it ties into masterminds, finding the right people to, to invest in, in, in buying knowledge at the right time and getting good at that. So I, we're, we're close to the end, but I just, I was searching because I didn't see your birthday on LinkedIn. Is it, it was it May 4th? Yeah, you got it. May the 4th right. be with you. So by the way, the reason we like each other, mine's May 7th. Oh, there you go. My, <laughs> my, my late grandfather was May 5th. He always used to say I was a day older than him. But yeah, we, we Tor, Torians usually get along pretty well. Beautiful. Hey, I, uh, this is lovely, and, and, I, and we, we have to do this again, but we're, we, we've come to the end of the time we're supposed to have. So is based on this conversation, is there something you want to add or is there a question we should have asked that we, that we didn't that you'd like to ask yourself and then answer? Yeah, I, I think the question that I would ask is not of myself or either of you, but just of your listeners, and that's really and truly, are you following your dreams right now? Because I think all three of us, I know something about both of you and myself, and I think we've taken some pretty big leaps of faith, and I, I think all of us have now experienced the upside of those. And, you know, listen, sometimes you, you leap a few times before you, t- you take that leap that, that turns out to be the most amazing leap you've ever taken. But if there are people watching this that aren't really pursuing their ideas right now or aren't really going after what it is that they've been wanting for days, weeks, months, or years, I really encourage you to reach out to any of us. We love to do this. I mean, when, when, when Ronan quoted, quoted uh, Napoleon Hill earlier with the word two or more, it reminds me of, of the Bible as well, and where two or more gathered is also church, but that's the spiritual, but spirituality is awakening and is revelation, and that is knowledge as well. And where two or more, I think I often forget that definition. And every time that is, that's, that might be the grandfather aha moment is, you know, that two people can be a mastermind course. And, you know, then you amplify that with more. And so I do encourage people to look into masterminds if they're not familiar with them. But really, my question to people is, are you, are you really going after what it is that you think you can accomplish and want? And if so, kudos, let's connect. Um, and if not, it's not too late. And, and, and also let's connect. I'm pretty active on all the social platforms. And, and given that, how do people best reach out to you? You know, uh, counterintuitively, it's not LinkedIn. I, I get several thousand notifications a day and they just all get buried. Um, I, I, I purposely have my, my, both my email and it's silly. Um, I, I've, I've run a couple uh, executive assistants off um, already because my, my email and my cell number are on my LinkedIn profile. I respond pretty well to text messages. People have me on WhatsApp or Telegram or any of these number of international platforms can reach out that way. Uh, but Facebook's another great one as well. And my company, Shedwell.com. My dog said it's time to end the, end the show. Um, but Shedwell.com is a great way to find out with, uh, about what we're doing with Shedwell. Um, we're in a number of industries from law enforcement and, and hospitals and hospitality, but quick serve restaurants are really emerging uh, and, and the veterinary clinic, uh, interestingly enough, but quick serve restaurants, if anybody's involved in ownership or leadership with quick serves, we're, we're going to save uh, uh, several companies, many millions of dollars this year alone. And we're always looking for those intros. So 
there was a shameless plug. I apologize for that. But uh, no, other no than that, apologies necessary. <laughs> this is the time of the program. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to ask for that. So good job. And and I would say keep me on your list of who you look for every now and then, just so I can be reminded of who to share your way. So I really love that. Absolutely. I will also share with your audience unsolicited that you and I had such an amazing call that I've been looking forward to this. And I know your time's valuable. We talked about it, but I wouldn't even mind every couple months to have a full on, you know, catch up call. I look forward to working with you at some point. And if anybody's thinking about working with you and wants to ask someone that's gotten to know you, uh, I'll tell them the only thing that's keeping me from working with you at the very moment is it's, it's a slight time commitment that I'm not quite ready to budget. However, it's coming really soon. You're a priority. And Ronan, I want to thank you for bringing me along on this journey. And I, I value your friendship. I, I love that you get to take holiday more often than most people I know yet, and, uh, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, but, and then, you know, I, I've, I've been a bit busy of late, but I can't wait to actually catch up with you beyond this. And uh, I look forward to seeing where, where these relationships go and, and, and everyone that's been tuned into the show as well. Oh, beautiful. Oh, thanks for being a guest today. Really appreciate it. And Ronan, how would you summarize the show? Uh, I would summarize that Corey is an excellent speaker, uh, has that wealth of knowledge. And, and I think you touched on it perfectly. By doing the pre-planning, you really get to, to understand somebody and, and find out potentially where their aha moments is, where their genius is, and that potential relationship that you want to work together that's probably what i took out of this and and how do people how do people reach out to you ronan uh linkedin's probably the best for me ronan leonard the mastermind guy or accountability.io for the for the website and 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 if you want to learn about masterminding if you have a mastermind or need to do something where potentially you don't want to do physical proximity but you want to do online uh masterminding Ronan's got a piece of software that can help facilitate that for you. And it's a really nice product to take a look at. So definitely feel free to do that. Uh, For me, I just, I, it was beautiful to meet you. It was, it was, I think this session was so different than I thought it would be. Right. And, and just beyond my, expectations because those that are paying attention those that are part of the evolution of what's happening with with humankind is recognizing that you could be anyone you want to be you just have to put your mind to it right here's a guy who was homeless who elevated himself to waitering status who elevated himself to business owner who elevated himself to you know, and, and we'll see where you're going because I'm going to watch and love watching the trajectory and participating how I can. And, you know, I'm not going to say just because you could do it, anyone do it. I would say just because all of us have done something interesting, there's nothing stopping you from pursuing your dreams, pursuing your passions, pursuing what you do. So if you could figure out how to make ends meet, how to get your financial sponsor who's just paying you for what you do, there's leftover time in the day now you could sit around, drink beer, and watch TV, or you could actually aggressively participate in some form of mastermind, whether it's one-on-one or a group. Learn more, grow more, do something different, experiment, and figure out where life will take you. And I, I that's kind of where I left this show. So thank you. 
Um, I would say reaching out to me, you could go to MitchellLevy360.com. So it's just my name, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-E-V-Y, 360.com. And from there, you can connect to me on whatever social media platform that you want to play on. There's a nice customer testimonial video. And if you want to set up time to talk, because yes, Corey, I will give anyone who, who wants to chat with me, I'd say, please prep ahead of time. You don't have to, but it just helps the conversation. Um, but if you want to, you could also book time on my calendar. And, and I just, the one shameless plug is when you're ready, I only need five hours to do your book. <laughs> so that's <laughs> when you're ready. <laughs> okay. So that's the, that's the thing for anyone. It's in today's world, it's just so easy to present yourself in a powerful way. And just listening to the two of you guys talk, you do that in spades. And, and that's, that's what I love doing as well. It's just bringing out that, that one particular aha moment, that one particular thing that makes you get to a new level. And Corey, you gave, even though we were technically talking about mastermind, you gave a path to business and to life. And it was beautiful. So thank you. You guys, My- hey, thanks for joining us. Loved having you on this episode. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Thought Real Life. Take care, everybody. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thought Leader Life, where I'm joined by one of our thought leadership co-hosts to create compelling thought leadership that will propel their status in their industry. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.